Welcome to Central Coast Conversations, the podcast that will feature in-depth and engaging discussions with influencers and community leaders, as well as national and local hot topics that are being talked about by everyone, everywhere. Greetings, and welcome to the show. I'm Yvonne Thomas. The second annual George Floyd Reimagining Policing, Inclusion, and Diversity Symposium was held in Seaside in late May. I was honored to be part of a panel of powerful speakers, including Seaside's Mayor Ian Oglesby and Police Chief Nick Borges, who are committed to working together to strengthen the ties between law enforcement and our community. Independence and freedom mean different things to different people. In my commentary today, I'd like to share my personal experiences with you on some of those contrasts. Coming up next, my reflections on why George Floyd's life mattered. Thank you to Jacqueline Simon for organizing this very important event. I was very honored to be invited to speak last year. It unfortunately took place the day after the shooting at the elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, so emotions were running very high. That day last year, and on this day three years ago, when George Floyd was senselessly murdered in Minneapolis, well, it could make an outsider believe that America lives in a perpetual cycle of post-traumatic stress. These unthinkable tragedies keep occurring again and again and again, and those two events will forever be connected by a nation filled with overwhelming sadness and grief. What happened to George Floyd in 2020 still deeply affects us right here at home, and it feels that we don't get the opportunity to sufficiently heal from these traumas before having to quickly change gears and process yet another one. It slaps us back into the reality that justice is very often not fair in these United States for many people, and particularly for Black Americans. George Floyd's life mattered, as did the precious lives of Dante Wright, Rodney King, Sandra Bland, Philando Castile, and there are so many more. And it's important that we utilize these watershed moments in our country to be the momentum that swings the pendulum that fully addresses the inequities and injustices that people of color are still facing in 2023. Yet the Monterey Peninsula is not Texas or Minnesota, and we want to make sure that it stays that way. One of the goals of this symposium is to learn from each other and to heal ourselves and our community, and improving the relationship between law enforcement and the people starts right here and right now. But before you can strengthen a bond, need to actually have a bond. That starts with people being able to witness the dream of police extending a protective olive branch to us, instead of reliving the nightmare of them brandishing a baton as a symbol of excessive force. I was born and raised here, respectively in Fort Ord and Seaside. And I also lived in Los Angeles during the 1992 Rodney King riots. During my lifetime, I've been pulled over three times for driving while black. And even though half of my lifetime was spent living in greater Los Angeles, the three times that I was pulled over happened right here at home. 
once in Fort Ord when I was a teenager, once in Seaside when I was in my 30s, and the last time was around five years ago in Pacific Grove. Any Black person that you talk to has a story to tell like that. Why? Because the stories are traumatic and because they are true. Right now, we're living in difficult time where some people don't want those stories told anymore. We're living in a time where attempts are being made to erase historical fact and dilute the uncomfortable realities of the dangerous and messy world that we live in. And that disturbs me, because they've totally missed the point. It is imperative that we investigate the past to understand the present. Black communities live in a society where instead of focusing on the dream of building generational wealth to fortify our legacies, we are compelled to instill generational fear into our children and especially into our young black men. Something has to change. We must modify our actions and our systems so that we don't lose hope. Our forever First Lady Michelle Obama wisely taught us that when they go low, we go high. But she'll also tell you from her own personal experience how going high all the time can really take a toll on you. Going high tells us how to exercise restraint in the face of frustration. And to say we are frustrated is the understatement of the century. Restraint, however, is a necessary tool we are teaching our young so that they can stay alive to see another day. But the downside of these lessons is that they have cemented a victim mindset into our psyches. I read a quote once that said, if you only teach about our tragedy, we'll only be seen as tragic. That is unacceptable. So we have to create a different path. The George Floyd Justice and Policing Act is one way to hold law enforcement accountable to reform police training and policies, and to alleviate the stress and anxiety of a culture living in constant fear. We must come up with ways to work with our local law enforcement agencies to reimagine policing and public safety in this community. And I see this as an opportunity for all of us here to be proactive rather than reactive. So much time has been spent looking back on our past and focusing on all the trials and tribulations our ancestors faced. But I choose to take a different approach. When I look at our history, I see a brilliant roadmap that was designed by our elders and that is filled with mountain ranges of strength, winding rivers of courage, and circuitous valleys. And circuitous valleys dotting the landscape of an extremely strong, resilient, and resourceful people. That is who we are. That is who we must strive to continue to be. Law enforcement in the city of Seaside is definitely making an effort to change. I see it, and I am more than happy to do my part. It is my dream that the rest of the nation follows our lead. It is our responsibility to establish boundaries in the present that will ensure that our future is better. George Floyd's life mattered. My life matters. And yours does too. The lines of communication are wide open right now. So let's make sure that we use them to truly walk the walk and not just talk the talk. 
I'd like to extend a huge thank you to everyone who has listened to the first five episodes of this podcast. Our audience is growing by the day, and we have listeners in five different countries, including the United Kingdom, Germany, Malaysia, and North Macedonia. Now you can continue helping our audience grow by writing a review on your favorite podcast app, subscribing to the show, and sharing with your friends. This podcast releases every Friday with episodes featuring interviews with special guests, commentary, and my personal take on current events happening in this outrageous world we live in. Next week's episode will be all about sports and golf in particular. The 78th U.S. Women's Open Golf Tournament will be held for the first time at Pebble Beach. I'll be at the course watching all the action, and next week's podcast will pay tribute to Pearl M. Carey, one of the Monterey Peninsula's greatest civil rights activists and contributors to growing women's golf in Monterey County. I hope you'll tune in for this very special episode. CCC with YT Podcast is executive produced by Yvonne Thomas. Theme music by Shayla the Artist.